Have you ever wondered why anyone drinks Malort? Or if there are actually lobsters in the Chicago River? Then listen to the Curious City podcast, where we answer all your questions about Chicago and the region. WBEZ's Curious City is part of the NPR network and available wherever you find your podcasts. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. You've probably noticed costs have gone up at the grocery store, the gas station, and even at your favorite fast food restaurant. Inflation is at its highest level in nearly four decades. So what's behind this costly trend, and when might we get some relief? NPR's chief economics correspondent, Scott Horsley, has some insight. And as we continue to scratch our heads over the what and the how much of these high prices, most of us also wonder about the why. Well, the big picture is we've had a a real rebound in consumer demand, and supply is still largely constrained, both by transportation bottlenecks and manpower shortages, people power shortages. So you've got strong demand, not enough supply to keep up, and and that's a recipe for for rising prices. Uh, In the most recent months, we've seen some of the biggest increases in in energy, uh, namely gasoline for your car and, and natural gas to heat your house. And, and the cars themselves are getting pretty expensive, too, both new cars and, and especially used cars have seen big increases in their prices. Those are some of the big drivers. But one of the things that's, that's kind of worrisome is we're also seeing the, the inflation contagion sort of spread more broadly throughout the, throughout the economy. So mm. things that aren't directly tied to the pandemic are, are seeing their prices start to increase. And, and that's why we're seeing that big headline number, 6.8% from a year ago. So prices for new vehicles were almost 10% higher in October than a year earlier. What's uh, what's this jump in, in furniture and, and bedding? <laughs> that's gone up too, right? Yeah, I mean, Jeez. right. Yeah. With, with the new cars, you know, it's, it's a pretty straight line between the computer chip shortage that's really hampering production. So there's a lot of demand for new cars that the automakers can't keep up. And that's spilling over into the used car market, which is why you're seeing the really big increases in, in used car prices, even even bigger than, than for new cars. But but things like furniture, obviously there has been a, a lot of demand for furniture, uh, much of which is imported, or at least the components for it are imported. So you're running into some of the higher costs for transportation. Mm-hmm. It's big, it's bulky, it takes up a lot of space in a truck. We don't have enough truck drivers, so, so that's a contributor as well. Um, it, it has been a boon for some of the domestic furniture makers. They've actually seen uh, gains in, in market share, but uh, but it's it, it's painful for somebody who, uh, say, needs a new a new couch for their living room. They're going to have to pay more, and they may have to wait longer to get it as yeah, well. I'm in the market for a new ottoman and a lamp. So I'm, I'm rethinking what my, my plans were, Scott. Uh, not every sector <laughs> saw, uh, you know, or was affected by this inflation, though. Are, are there some goods that have gone down in price? There are. Uh, I noticed, for example, that while apparel costs are, are up overall, that is, clothing costs are higher overall, the price of sewing machines and fabric has gone down. So if you're a do-it-yourselfer, <laughs> this, <laughs> this is the time. time. Here's your moment. Uh, but I, I, I don't know if we'll see a lot of uh, you know uh, uh, beginner clothes makers out there. <laughs> the results of you what just that might, might. Look like. 
industry. Listen, I'm not surprised by anything at this point. This pandemic has brought out some new talents that, you know, even if folks I know that I just didn't know existed. <laughs> so we yeah. never know. The other thing, well, wine at home is, uh, has been pretty flat. Uh, if you're if you're buying your wine outside at a, at a restaurant, it's going to cost you more. But if you're if you're buying your wine drink uh, in your in your apartment, you, you're 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 not seeing a big price increase. Scott, we were talking about uh, some goods that have actually gone down in price. That includes the cost of natural gas, right? Should that help with heating bills this winter? You think? That's right, and it, it, it had not really gone down at the time when they were crunching these November inflation numbers, but in, at the end of the month and, and continuing into December, we've seen a pretty sharp drop in the price of natural gas. I was hearing during the break, I think it was in the 50s there in Chicago. It's, uh, you know, that's, yeah. not, that's not bad for uh, <laughs> the 14th of December. Yes. It's been a pretty mild fall and early winter across much of the country. Uh, so that's helped to keep uh, natural gas prices in check. And we're also seeing an uh, increase in, in natural gas production. Natural gas production had been had been down uh, early in the pandemic, uh, but it, it is it is starting to come back. They're not drilling willy-nilly. Uh, the, the, the natural gas producers are, are happy to keep supplies uh, a little bit tight and keep the prices and their profits a little bit high. But the mild winter and the uptick in, in production is helping a little bit. Uh, there had been forecast that this could be a really costly winter for heating. It now looks like it, it may be a little bit of a break there. And then gasoline prices were seeing something similar. Uh, the, the price of crude oil dropped pretty, pretty sharply when the Omicron variant was first detected. Uh, it's kind of leveled off since then, mm-hmm. and it's, it, there's kind of a lag between that drop in crude oil prices. But we have seen gasoline prices fall uh, about – Oh, about a nickel or so over the last week and about about 10 cents over the last month or so. Well, that's good news because I've, I've really been feeling that uh, it's been hurting my pockets at the pump for sure. How do people's attitudes and expectations factor into inflation, Scott? Well, gasoline prices definitely have an outsized impact on people's feelings about inflation. I mean, gas prices... Uh, they are a significant uh, expense for people, especially if they have long commutes and especially if they have older, less fuel-efficient vehicles. But as, as, a, as a general proposition, gasoline is a, a much smaller part of the household budget now than it was, say, back in the oil shocks of the 1970s. Um, uh, but, but it's still a big, a big price that people notice. You know, the letters are two feet high at the side of the gas station Absolutely. there. Absolutely. So, so, <laughs> so when gas prices, gasoline prices go up, uh, it, it has a, an outsized psychological impact. And, in fact, when gas prices come down, people are often kind of slow to notice. I mean, people are much more prone to notice a 10% a ten cent increase in gasoline prices than a 10-cent drop. Yeah, that's and true. W- keep in mind, when we say gas prices are way up from a year ago, a year ago they were really depressed, and we were in the, in the early days of the pandemic back then. So uh, w- w- gas prices are high now, no question, but they're, they're still not, say, as high as they were in, back in 2008 or 2014. We've, we've had higher gasoline prices than this, so I don't want to minimize that. But it, that's definitely one that has a, a sort of disproportionate psychological impact. Um, uh, obviously, the pro- cost of groceries, people notice that, too. You know, you go shopping every week, and especially if you, if you buy more or less the same basket of groceries every week or every couple of weeks, and the price moves a lot, you can kind of tell. You know, you, you, that's more noticeable if the price of the same pound of hamburger that you bought last week has gone up, you, you notice that. Mm-hmm. Um, things that you buy less frequently, you might not notice as much. If you only buy a car every 
you know, whatever, five, ten years, it, it, the, the price swing might might be less noticeable yeah. than something you're buying real frequently. Well, is part of getting through this just managing our own expectations then? Well, yes, and, and, you know, expectations do matter, too. This is one of the things that the Federal Reserve is keeping a close eye on because we've had a long period, really decades now, of low and stable inflation. Uh, in fact, lower than the Fed would really like it to be for, for much of that period. Uh, and so people got used to that. Uh, people are not used to seeing price increases of six, seven percent per year. Uh, if that if that starts to be taken for granted, if people start to think, "Wow, prices are going to keep going up that way," then they're going to change their behavior to adjust for that. And and that can be uh, sort of a self fulfilling prophecy. That can just get into a, a, a situation where you spin the prices ever higher. Yeah. I was talking to a clothing retailer uh, last week who told me that. You know, when, when people expect prices to go up and up and up, the the impulse is always to buy it right now, right, because it's going to be more expensive next week. If you don't buy it now, you, you'll buy it next week. It makes you a less careful shopper. <laughs> it makes you less able to hold out for, for deals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it can become just fuel for higher inflation. So it's a little bit like the, the toilet paper hoarding phenomenon that we saw. Oh, yes. the phenomenon. If, you, if you're worried that it's going to sell out, you might something. buy more, and that just means it might sell out. So. Uh, people's expectations do factor into uh, what happens with inflation, and that's something that the central bank is keeping a close eye on. Do we know anything about which consumers are most worried about inflation? Like, does it change given your income level or your age or even where you live? Certainly. I mean, uh, you know, people at the lower end of the income ladder are are disproportionately affected by inflation because, uh, you know, the, the price of necessities are going up. The price of necess- necessities are a larger part of their family budget than, than someone with more discretionary income. If you don't go out to the movies, if you don't, uh, uh, you know, buy that extra extra gift, that, that doesn't hurt you so much. But if you have to actually cut back on groceries or gasoline, that, that affects you more. So certainly people uh, w- with lower income are, are disproportionately hurt by inflation. We talk a lot, too, about people on fixed incomes. Uh, you know, seniors, uh, it looked like they were getting a break this fall when the Social Security Administration announced that the cost of living adjustment that's going to kick in next month is going to be 5.9 percent. That's, mm-hmm. that's the biggest Social Security cost of living adjustment we've had in decades, uh, and yet it's already been overtaken by the actual cost of living. So the, the, the Social Security check people are going to get next year is going to have less buying power than the one they were getting a year ago. What about the Omicron variant and the spike in COVID cases? How's that impacting inflation? You know, it's kind of a double-edged sword. And, of course, we're not really seeing a lot of Omicron cases in this country yet. The, the overwhelming majority of cases right now are still Delta, but we are seeing a spike in cases. Uh, that has that has multiple effects. It boosts demand for some things, mostly goods. It reduces demand for other things like airline tickets. People are less likely to travel when the health situation is is worse. So we've seen actually a drop in airline ticket prices. Uh, But it also can reduce the supply of things. If if people are reluctant to go to work, uh, if if especially suppliers overseas, if they're affected by it, it can it can worsen some of those transportation bottlenecks and supply chain bottlenecks we've seen. So it can affect both the demand and supply equation in different ways. And you net all that out. That's what it does for inflation. When when we had the Delta wave early in the in the summer, or in the, in the late summer, back in back in July and August, when we had a wave of Delta cases, 
uh, we saw both a drop in demand for in-person services like restaurant meals and, and, and travel and tourism, uh, but we also saw a drop in the workforce, uh, we had a drop in the number of people willing to go and work. And so the, the net effect of that was probably actually lower inflation than we might have seen otherwise. Now, Scott, this, the silver lining here with this inflation story is, is that it can raise wages. Are we seeing a lot of that? Well, we've seen an increase in wages, not so much because of inflation, but because of the the uh, worker shortage. You know, businesses are clamoring for more workers, and, and in order to get workers in the door, they are having to pay more. Uh, in November, we saw that the average private sector wage was up about 5.9% from a year ago, which, again, sounds great. In normal times, if you were getting a raise of nearly 6%, that would be terrific. However, it's it's not even enough to keep up with the 6.8% jump in the consumer price index. So you're actually losing a little bit of ground. The good news is in some particularly low-wage industries, we're seeing larger wage increases. So, for example, uh, in the leisure and hospitality sector, that is bars, restaurants, hotels, that mm-hmm. sort of thing, those workers have seen their pay increase on average by more than 13% over the, the last year. So they're actually staying ahead of ahead of inflation with their with their buying power right now. But overall, people are are seeing their real wages go down, and that's and that's one reason that the president's approval rating's been taking a hit. Is it's 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 not a good situation when when wages are not keeping pace with inflation. So the inflation headlines they're they're impacting President Biden. Oh, absolutely. I think I think you can draw a straight line between mm-hmm. the the rise in inflation and the and the fall in the president's approval rating. In particular, his his approval rating when it comes to his management of the economy. There there are lots of other measures where you could say the economy is doing very well. You know, we've we've added six million jobs this year. Uh, economic growth, when they measure GDP, is probably going to be the fastest in decades. Uh, but that that inflation, and again, that's that's in particular things like gas prices, which are very noticeable. Uh, that that has a big psychological effect and a, and a potentially big political effect. These supply chain bottlenecks, how are they impacting prices and availability of holiday gifts? Well, they are affecting prices. You're you're seeing we're we're, we're certainly seeing fewer uh, holiday discounts this year. Uh, you know, there were there were sort of less Black Friday savings and that sort of thing. People were paying more list price for for holiday gifts. In the auto sector in particular, I mean, the, the number of people paying sticker price or above is 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 really high. Usually, you know, to, you, you get a discount off the sticker price, but you're going to at least pay the sticker price and maybe a premium above that. So the supply chain disruptions are definitely affecting prices. I don't think we've, we've seen a real problem. Uh, you know, there had been some maybe sort of hysterical concerns about empty store shelves at the holidays, but, but retailers were, were pretty good about ordering early, mm-hmm. maybe ordering extra to have a cushion. So even though there's still a lot of stuff stuck on the docks or stuck in transit, uh, I think store shelves are going to have plenty of merchandise and ha- have had plenty of merchandise in the, ho- the holiday shopping season so far. doesn't mean you're necessarily going to be able to get exactly the video game your son wants or exactly the, exactly the toy your kid wants. Darn. But there'll be something to find. Right. Well, you know, Scott, is there a general consensus then among economists about what will happen with inflation next year? Like, are you hearing if it's no. going to subside? <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's, you know, the, the expectation is still, I think, in general, that inflation will 
ease up as the pandemic recedes. But that is definitely taking, has already taken longer than a lot of people thought it would take, and it's and inflation has been higher and, and more stubborn than, than people expected. So all those forecasts come with a, a, a measure of humility, a, a, a lump, a caveat to say, you know, we, we've been we've been wrong up until now, but here's what we think. And I think the markets are still betting, uh, and the smart economists are still betting that we will see less inflation in 2022 than we saw this year. Doesn't mean we'll be back to you know two percent like the the Fed would like to see. It could be above that, but but less inflation. But but it may take longer to get there than than we would have liked, or than certainly than what people expected. That is NPR's chief economics correspondent, Scott Horsley. Thank you, Scott. Well, that's it for today's Reset. Inflation, inflation, inflation. It's a big problem until, of course, it's time to go Christmas shopping. So while you're justifying your purchases, don't forget to also subscribe to this podcast. And please give us a rating. It helps listeners find us. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening. And we'll meet again tomorrow. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.